There I was, the west side of Chicago, visiting Ukrainian village. This area, one of the largest concentrations of Ukrainians living in North America. It's full of heritage and culture, and lately, the trauma of the Russian invasion. If you only speak Ukrainian or Russian, Chicago's west side is the place to be. Ukrainian Village is the center of Chicago's 54,000 Ukrainian-related people. Ukrainian flags, Cyrillic letters everywhere. In the market, I noticed national foods like herring fillets, pierogies, and bright red borscht soup. I also saw a mother and her two sons, obviously refugees from the motherland. I saw the look in their faces. They haven't been here long. But there in that market, they could get fresh, warm bread, a little taste of home. We hear reports of Putin having Parkinson's or cancer. The Russian military is making slow progress. Maybe the Lord is answering our bold prayers. Don't get down. Keep boldly praying. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where we get to share every day the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in our second week in a series called Rejoicing in Jesus. We're working our way through the letter to the Philippians. But even though it's a short little letter, it's packed full of Christ, and it's filled with joy. Paul wrote this Holy Spirit-inspired epistle when he was in prison. You think it would have been packed full of doom and gloom, but that's the difference Christ makes in our lives. No matter our circumstances, if we have Jesus, we have everything we need to live a joyful life. We're going to look at the end of chapter 2 today of Philippians and how we can find joy when we see Jesus taking care of those around us. How does this work? Why is this important? Well, stay with me. Then after the program, I'd like to give you an opportunity to partner with us for the sake of the gospel. We're 100% supported by friends like you. And as our thanks for your partnership, I'd like to send you Sing the Bible, the four-CD set. Created by singer, songwriter Randall Goodgame, who before that, in an earlier life, wrote for Veggie Tales. These songs were written to help children memorize scripture and introduce them to Jesus in a fun way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. God works for the good of those who love him. A new command I you love one another as I have loved you, you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us, through him who loved us. Every song is word for word from Scripture. Whether you have the CD on in a car or it's playing while you're doing chores, the children in your life are going to memorize God's word in a fun way. You will too, by the way. Richard in Maryland, who just made a generous gift and ordered Sing the Bible, the four CD set for his grandkids. Thank you, Richard. But what about you? Whether you're a parent or a grandparent, an aunt or an uncle, a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, whatever, you can make an eternal investment in children's lives around you. Call us after the program. 
make your minimum gift for the set or more, and our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and listen to samples, watch the videos we've shot with Randall. Make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or if you just like the new Volume 4 CD, we can send that to you for your gift of any amount to Haven Today. And now, let's start our time together today. Let's listen to the words of Jesus set to music from the brand new Sing the Bible, Volume 4. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, And I will give you rest All of you Take up my yoke And learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart And you will find rest for your souls All of you Take up my yoke And learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls come to me you'll recognize spoken by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Charles Morris, and that was from Sing the Bible 4 here on Haven Today with Rendell Goodgame. Thanks for joining me. And even though it's now Tuesday, I want to congratulate you for getting through another Monday. You know, I remember a little over two years ago when people would talk about Mondays like they were the end of the world. The weekend was over. The work week was starting again. But now I don't seem to hear about it so much. Maybe it hasn't changed, but it seems like it has to me. 
We've all been through so much in the past couple years that Mondays don't seem so bad after all. COVID, unrest, natural disasters, heat waves, and now Ukraine is still fighting a Russian invasion. Nuclear tensions have increased. A lot of things that we thought were in the past have come roaring back. That can be scary, or at the least, unsettling. All of this fear and uncertainty in our world today can keep you from rejoicing in Christ. And since that's the title of our series this second week, well, I think we should see what the Apostle Paul has to say about finding our joy in Christ. So would you join me again? Let's go back to the epistle to the Philippians. We're over halfway through the book now. And we've seen two themes come up again and again, joy and Christ. Or maybe we could just say joy in Christ. So let's start thinking about the end of chapter 2. Paul was writing to the Philippian Christians from prison, remember? And by this point in Philippians 2, we've seen some most amazing things. Paul told these Christians about God's holiness and righteousness. He instructed them to have the same mindset as Christ who willingly humbled himself for our salvation. And he encouraged them to obey out of gratitude for what Christ has done for them. Things seem less important in our passage now. But as we've come to expect in Philippians, there's more going on here than meets the eye. Paul is seeing Christ in his companions. And Christ was strengthening his people, even in the midst of their hardship. And just like he does so many times in this letter, The apostle to the Gentiles shows concern for his brothers and sisters, and he talks about joy. So listen to his words, starting in verse 19 of chapter 2. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone who looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, because as a son with his father, he has served me in the work of the gospel. Timothy, Paul's spiritual son. We know how special their relationship was, and there may not be many more touching things in the Bible than Paul's second letter to Timothy as he waited to be executed. And even here, as Paul was sitting in prison, He wanted to send Timothy to this very church, and he knew this young man would be a blessing to them. You know, this may be one of the times when Paul is at his most Christ-like. He's suffering for the sake of the gospel. He's unjustly chained to a Roman guard, but his concern was not for himself. Instead, he was sending a gift to his brothers and sisters in Philippi, and he knows that they will be strengthened in the joy of Christ as a result. And when Timothy returns with news of them, Paul knows that he himself will be cheered. And then he says in verses 23 and 24, I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. And I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. Out of all the surprising things Paul says in this prison letter, these words have to be right up at the top. He was confident that he would be among them before very long. How many of us would be confident about our freedom if we were in Paul's shoes? You know, we hear a lot about being positive, think positive, don't we? But most of it isn't very helpful at all. 
Our culture seems to believe that if you just think positive thoughts, then positive things are going to happen to you. Maybe that's less of a thing now, because after all, life doesn't work like that. We all suffer and struggle. Life is hard for all of us in many ways. But this isn't what Paul was doing here. He wasn't interested in the power of positive thinking. What did he say? He was confident in the Lord. That's what he said in Christ. And there's that idea again. Paul knew that no matter what happened, he was united to his Savior. And he knew that Christ loved him and would never leave him. That gave him confidence. It wasn't confidence in his own abilities or an expectation that life would just all work out for the better. No, he was confident that Christ would do what he had always done, advance the gospel, strengthen his people. And one of the ways this would happen would be if Paul was released and went to Philippi. Did he know that this would happen? I doubt it. But he was confident that Christ was a good Savior and would look out for him and his brothers and sisters, and that is what gave him joy. That might be one of the most important things that you and I can take away from this little book. Read it through. It takes only about 10 minutes to read it all the way through. Philippians is full of joy, and there is reason for that. Philippians is also full of Christ. In the very worst and hardest of circumstances, Paul was rejoicing in his Savior. And now, in our time and place, when so many things seem to have gone wrong, especially recently, and so many things are going wrong right now, Christ is still with his people. And he is still good, even during COVID, even during inflation, and yes, even with Ukraine. Our circumstances are not as good as they once were, I suppose, I don't have any scientific studies in front of me right now, but I'm guessing people have more anxiety about the state of their world now than they did at the end of 2019. But you know, no matter what goes wrong or right on this fallen planet of ours, believers still have Christ, and nothing can take him away from believers. And that isn't because we're so faithful either. No, 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 it isn't our hold on Christ that gives us our confidence and joy. It's his hold on us. But Paul wasn't done here in Philippians chapter 2. He had promised to send Timothy to them. He was confident that he himself would soon be with them, but someone else would be coming too. I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker and fellow soldier, who was also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs. For he longs for all of you and is distressed because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died, but God had mercy on him, and not on him also, but also on me, to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him, so that when you see him again, you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. Now, apparently, this church in Philippi had sent Epaphroditus to Paul to make sure his needs were met and to bring news to him. And you know, Paul was doing more than just sharing travel plans here. The apostle never wasted words, and we shouldn't brush over these words. He almost died. We don't know what kind of illness came over Epaphroditus when he came to Paul, but it must have been very serious. And in those days... 
Well, they didn't have the medical knowledge and technology that we have today. Getting seriously ill often meant you were going to die, but God spared his life. And this was another example of Christ's kindness to his people. The type of kindness that brings true, unconquerable joy. And now it was time for Epaphroditus to return. And this really tells us a couple of things. Paul first was concerned that the Philippian Christians would see their brother again and rejoice over God's mercy to him. And Paul would benefit from knowing that Epaphrodites was safely back home with his church family. And how did he want the Philippians to receive this returning messenger? Welcome him in the Lord with great joy. Honor people like him, because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Now, the Philippians weren't able to come and visit Paul in prison, of course, and Paul wasn't able to see them, at least not yet. But Epaphroditus coming to him was like a small taste of being with all those brothers and sisters again. And again, we see that Christ is good and he takes care of his people. And even though Paul couldn't be with all of his brothers and sisters, Christ brought Epaphroditus right to his cell. And how many times has our Savior done something similar for us? We all go through times in our lives when we need people to come along and walk beside us to help carry our burdens, to encourage us and pray for us. That's what Paul received from Christ, even in prison. I've said it before, but I need to say it again. Christians today have the same Christ that Paul and the Philippians had. He is good, and that's what gives us joy. God is always good, as Andrew Peterson sings, even if our lives and the world around us are falling apart. Do you remember how Mary was grieving? How you wept and she fell at your feet? If it's true that you know what I'm feeling, could it be that you're weeping with me? Arise, O oh Lord, and save me. There's no
As we try to believe what is not meant to be understood Will you help us to trust your intentions for us We're still good Cause you laid down your life and you suffered like I never could his resurrection letters andrew peterson singing always good here on haven today and a program called rejoicing in jesus i'm charles morris well just before we go i wanted to share something i found so cute one of our assistant producers shared with our staff a sweet moment that she had with her then four-year-old daughter kate ray welcome back to the program How in the world did you and your husband, James, discover that your daughter knew most of the Old Testament books by heart? Well, actually, it's it's kind of a funny story, Charles. My husband and I were joking around um, last week about what our new nephew should be named. So we started tossing out books of the Old Testament. And after mentioning Deuteronomy and Joshua, Eliza, my four-year-old, grinned and said, Or Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel and then proceeded to tell us the rest of the Old Testament. Up until that moment, we had no idea she even knew most of the books of the Old Testament. We have been listening to that Slugs and Bugs CD, um, Sing the Bible, and that's where she got it from. Genesis, Exodus, Levine, Kiss, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Kate, that is so cute. Have you listened much to Sing the Bible at your house? We listen to the Slugs and Bugs Sing the Bible City almost every time we are in the car. And we live kind of far from everything, so we hear it multiple times. And I guess it's just really stuck. We also get those obscure Bible verses that Randall Goodgame has uh, put to melodies. They get stuck in our head. And it's just been a really neat way to hear both of my children singing scripture. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, that's the Old Testament. Sing it again, Genesis. That's a little snippet from the Old Testament song on Sing the Bible One. Kate Ray, who's now in South Carolina, a mother of three children and one of our assistant producers. Thanks again for sharing that sweet story. Thanks, Charles. Well, I don't have to tell you this. Kids were made to know God as well. And as they listen to the music on the four Sing the Bible albums we have for you today, it'll help them hide God's word in their heart, just like you heard Eliza describe. I believe 
This is an excellent way for you and the children around you in your life to have fun together and to memorize God's holy word. I want to encourage everyone who has kids in their lives, no matter your place, a parent or grandparent, aunt or uncle, next door neighbor, somebody in church, you lead a Sunday school class, well, whatever, get in touch with us. Make your minimum gift to Haven Today and ask for the four CD set of Sing the Bible, Volumes 1 to 4. Our number you can call right now is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online. Watch the video that we shot with Randall and his daughter when they tried to teach me one of their songs when I was with them in Nashville. And while you're there, you can make your minimum gift and ask for the combo pack of Sing the Bible 1 through 4. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you just like the newest Sing the Bible 4, you can make a gift of any amount and ask for that. And a final note, we're still sending 100% of your donations for refugee relief to Mission Eurasia, who's helping in Ukraine even today. $50 feeds a family of five for a week. Would you pray about how much you can give to help share food and hope in Jesus? 100% of your gifts will go directly to help those in need. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we will share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Seeing is believing. That's one of the favorite sayings of our skeptical age. If you don't see, taste, touch, smell, or hear something, then it must not be real, or so we're told. But you know, Christianity is based on evidence. People saw, touched, and heard things, and this was recorded for us in Holy Scripture. Think about what Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We can have confidence that these things really happened because real people saw and heard Jesus. They touched him even after his resurrection. His word is true. Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit getanchor.com.